Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and SWE's blog all together at altogether.swe.org. Looking for more information and data on women in engineering? Head over to research.swe.org and review the groundbreaking research that SWE has been conducting. SWE's research efforts include reporting on women of color in engineering and how community colleges may play a role in getting more women to graduate with engineering degrees. You can also check out the annual SWE Literature Review in SWE Magazine's State of Women in Engineering issue. Hi, I'm Heather Doty, FY21 President of the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. I'm joined today by one of our WE20 keynote speakers and also the recipient of SWE's 2020 Suzanne Genesis Upward Mobility Award, Jennifer Rumsey, president of the component segment for Cummins Incorporated. Jennifer leads Cummins Components Business, which is one of Cummins' five business segments. Cummins designs, manufactures, and sells a comprehensive portfolio of innovative products for commercial vehicles and industrial equipment to fit unique customer needs, including components, engines, power generation, and digital solutions. As the president of Components, Rumsey oversees an organization of more than 12,000 global employees with sales of $6.9 billion in 2019 and customers located around the world. Rumsey previously served as Vice President and Chief Technical Officer, where she led the global technical organization of approximately 11,000 employees responsible for research and engineering across Cummins. Jennifer is a member of the Hydrogen Technical Advisory Committee, the Society of Women Engineers, the Society of Automotive Engineers, the Purdue Engineering Advisory Committee, and Women in Trucking Association. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering from Purdue University and a Master of Science in Mechanical Engineering from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Thanks for joining us today, Jennifer. Thanks, Heather. It's great to be with you. So can you tell us what initially sparked or inspired your interest in STEM? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, from a young age, I knew that I wanted to go to college and have a career of some type. And it wasn't really until high school um, that I thought about a career in STEM. Uh, I'm fortunate that because I was good in math and science, I had some male role models uh, around me that suggested I consider engineering. And it was that encouragement uh, that, that led me to study engineering at Purdue, uh, coupled with internships uh, while I was in college that really cemented my interest in STEM. And, and that experience has really led me to be really passionate to support STEM youth programs uh, in my community as a way to raise awareness to the great opportunities in this field. That's fantastic. Um, can you walk us through your academic and professional accomplishments? We, we've already mentioned that you went to Purdue, but how did your studies influence your career path? Yeah. So as you said, I, I started at Purdue. I, I was able to intern for Cummins while I was getting my undergraduate degree at Purdue in mechanical engineering, and then went on to get a master's in mechanical engineering at MIT. And you know that was really the start of I think a lifelong passion for learning. Um, and throughout my career, I've really sought opportunities that allow me to continue to, to learn and grow. Uh, I was uh, working 
initially for a startup company in the Boston area, uh, work focused on fuel cells and was led there in part because I wanted to work on a technology that was going to make a difference in the world. And in part, because my husband uh, was working in the area and I was looking for something in the, in the Boston area. And I really enjoyed that, that first role out of college working for a small uh, technology startup company. What I realized though, after a couple of years that, that it was more than just solving technical problems and it, that was was my motivator. I really wanted to work on something that was going to make a difference to a customer um, and also make a positive difference in the world. And that led me back to Cummins uh, in 2000. I've been back at Cummins ever since then, really focused on developing and launching technologies and products that reduce the environmental impact of diesel engines. Um, and then the, the other key thing for me is as I had the opportunity to start to lead teams, I realized that I could multiply the impact that I had um, by leading organizations and building strong teams that, that set challenging goals and work together to achieve, achieve those. So that's really what has driven my career and kind of the evolution of that, of continuing to learn and grow, build strong teams, and look at how we positively impact our customers, the environment, and the people that are a part of uh, the teams that I'm that I'm on. Um, I will say I'm also proud of my professional accomplishments as a woman. Um, I was um, have had the opportunity to be a role model and champion for other women as the first female chief technical officer for Cummins. Uh, and one of the books that was really impactful to me was Sheryl Sandberg's book Lean In. And the idea is that she talked about one, your career being a jungle gym and not a ladder. So over the course of my career, I've done things like work part-time and be thoughtful about travel demands at, at different points in my career uh, where, when my children were younger. Um, and also the idea of making your partner a real partner. So that that's another thing I that's been really significant and, and I'm proud of in my career. That's great. You talked a little bit about goals and um, opportunities being important. So what are some of your professional goals as president of Components at Cummins? And also what changes would you like to see happen over the course of your time there? Yeah, thanks, Heather. I think in the my role now as president of the Components business at Cummins is my first role really moving from a technical leadership to general management. And as it, with my past roles, building strong teams, setting challenging goals, you know, working as a team to achieve those goals is still uh, a big driver for me. And I'm building on my technical background and leadership strengths and helping to set this next stage for the portfolio of businesses that are a part of components, um, as well as continuing my own learning journey. Uh, when I think about specific goals for my business, I'd say ensuring as we evolve um, our business over time with the transition from diesel engines today to, to what we think will diversify over time uh, in terms of power solutions, helping our customers be successful through that transition, creating a great place to work uh, for our employees and helping them uh, achieve their potential. Those are really within my business. Uh, when I think about Cummins more broadly in my career, here at Cummins, I think there's two main areas that that are really important to me in terms of changes that I want to see. One is this journey we're already on to reduce the environmental impact of our product. And the other one is realizing our goals for diversity and inclusion. And, and I think, you know, I'm I'm 
in the middle of that journey, I would say. I've, you know, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of work in reducing the environmental impact of diesel engines um, in my time. That's really the reason uh, I came to Cummins, as I said earlier. Um, and we're starting to think about this transition and focus on um, reducing the CO2 impact, ultimately moving to zero emissions power technologies and helping lead our business um, through that, that tra transition is really exciting for me. Um, and then this passion for creating a diverse and inclusive environment, which is really at the heart of Cummins. It's one of our core values. Um, we've been working for a lot of years um, and I've been personally very active in, in working to empower female engineers and females and, you know, in all roles at Cummins. Um, and then also really focused increasingly on how do we just ensure our work workplace is representative of the the population we see in our country. So U.S. underrepresented groups like Black and Latino employees is another area we're we're focused on. Yeah, definitely. That leads actually right into the next question I was going to ask: is how can others in the industry create a more diverse, inclusive environment within their companies and teams? Yeah, I think you know Cummins has been focused on this for for a long time. In fact, one of our former CEOs that that um, was very impactful in the company's history um, was actively involved with Mar Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, in the civil rights work, you know, in that in in his time. Um, and I'd say even with that long journey, we don't have all the answers. Um, and and we're realizing that we're, you know, and I personally am realizing that we're continuing to learn and grow. And I think that's a part of it is realizing where you're at um, and making sure that you're open to continue to learn and grow and understand the challenges that exist and what it takes. Uh, specifically, I think actively looking for conscious and unconscious bias in processes within your company. Um, and working to counter that is really important. So examining how you hire, how you develop and promote um, employees, the environment you create in your workspace, and really looking for those biases that exist as one important area um, that we've been focused on and creating an open environment for communication, for people to talk about issues, lean into those uncomfortable conversations and grow. And then the last thing that Cummins has done that I think has been very successful is to create these employee resource groups. They're voluntary organizations, uh, employee-led, that serve as resources to really foster that um, environment and help ensure that we're in tune with some of the, the challenges and goals um, and, and connecting with employees in these, these different groups. So those are a few things that I think um, others can can do a model, and I know m many other companies have have similar efforts underway. Definitely. So we're excited to have you as one of the keynote speakers at this year's SWE conference, discussing your realization that you don't need to be superwoman to be successful in your career and personal life. We won't give away all of the secrets of your keynote. We want people to attend <laughs> that. Um, but I do have a couple of questions related that I'd love to ask that might kind of address the theme. And and one of those is, you know, what kinds of obstacles have you faced as a woman in engineering and how did you overcome them? Yeah. So as you said, I'll talk more in my keynote address about uh, my uh, journey to superwoman and beyond, um, if you will. But, you know, as I think about the challenges I faced as a woman in engineering and now even I'd say as a woman you know, in a senior leadership, business leadership role, 
I've, I'm fortunate. I've had a really rewarding career. I've had a lot of supporters and mentors along the way, and that you know that has been really helpful to me. There there have been challenges, and you know, not unlike what others may have experienced. Too often, I've been the only woman or one of the few women in the room. Uh, I remember in graduate school at MIT, I had a a class where there were 50 people in the class, and I was one of two women. Um, or maybe a design review, uh, you know, when I was early in my career at Cummins, again, I maybe was the only or one of just a couple of women in the room. And, you know, even now it, it happens uh, in particular in senior customer and supplier meetings. And early on, I tried not to notice, um, be confident in myself. I'm fortunate I have a personality that is um, fairly outgoing. And so I was you know, being seen and heard was not was not a challenge for me, and I was able to navigate that. Um, it it does create challenges though for people when you look around and you don't see anybody that looks like you that can cause you to question if you belong. Um, and part of my um, recognition that I didn't need to be superwoman was about that realizing that I didn't have to continue to prove I belong, that I could be confident and and who I was, uh, you know, and what I, what I had done, and that I did. Belong. That's fantastic. I know that um, it can, you know, kind of related. It can be difficult as a as a working woman, especially one in a leadership role, to find a healthy work life balance. Um, what What do you do to unwind and disconnect from your professional responsibilities? Yeah, f- family has always been really foundational for me. It's been important for me growing up, um, and and keeping that balance and family foundation has been important through my whole career and one that I have struggled with of, you know, how do I deal with this demanding job um, and also keep that family foundation strong. And it was really important to me as a wife and as a mother of two daughters that I was there and available and engaged um, in, in my family's life and what was going on. And so I think, you know, what I've done is I have prioritized both what's important at work and what's important to me outside of work and realize that making those important things outside of work a priority was okay. Um, and, and so when I had to make trade-offs to make sure I was at one of my daughter's events or ensure that we took family vacations and, and uh, had time together as a family, I did that. I figured out you know, how to kind of carve out. And I'm, I'm more of a blend, blending work and life kind of persons. So there's not necessarily clear separations for me. My daughters have been on business trips. We've combined business travel and vacations before and things like that just to make it fit together. I'm super excited that my oldest daughter who just started college this year is pursuing engineering, you know, and I've tried to introduce them to engineering and and what I've done in my time at Cummins. I think the Pandemic has created some new challenges for me and I know for others because most days now I'm working from home. And so it's hard. It's been hard to create that separation of walking downstairs and going into my home office and then leaving and finding that the space for um, activities. Um, And so just making sure that I make that switch and take advantage of the time that we've had where we were all at home. Nobody was traveling. Activities came to a halt, and and just taking advantage of family dinners and family games and things like that, and being able to set work aside to do that has, frankly, kept me sane through what's been a challenging 
month for me and I know others as well. Yeah, definitely. I can say that it's it's been nice to kind of start dinner and then continue work and then go back and finish dinner. Um, options that I didn't have when I was in the office. So definitely that balance is important. Um, if you could give any one piece of advice to current engineers who'd like to move up the leadership ranks, what would that be? Yeah, so I thought about this, you know, this advice and one of the things that was really memorable for me, I attended the SWE Smith College program a number of years ago called Specialist to Strategist. It was a week-long program for people that were um, still fairly early in their careers leading people. And it talked yeah. about this idea of horizon planning. Um, and and I think that's great advice, thinking about horizon planning and in your um, move up to the leadership ranks is how do you build a strong foundation? Um, kind of know yourself and what uh, what your strengths are, what motivates you as you're thinking about that next step, and how you continue to build on strengths and experiences you have and add to them towards this future goal. Um, I that that and this idea that focusing first on the success of your customer, your team, or your company. Um, and ensuring that your work is visible. You know, I, th I find if you do those two things, that can really help you move, move towards your goals over time. Fantastic. Jennifer, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us today and for providing some really valuable insight for our current and future engineers and leaders. I can't wait to hear your WE20 keynote. Thank you, Heather. Appreciate the opportunity. To all of our listeners, if you haven't already done so, make sure to register for this year's all-virtual conference. Head to we20.swe.org for the lineup of events and registration information. I'm Heather Doty. For all of us at SWE, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.